buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because you are listening to Gridiron Guys featuring Taylor and Dom at our sports desk here at CMU Life, the number one sports reporting paper for CMU football in Mount Pleasant. Welcome to the CM Life Sports Podcast, Gridiron Guys. What's up? My name is Taylor DeSormo. This is Dominic Mastrangelo. Uh, there's some stuff going on and some action, no, isn't no, there? No, no, no action going on? All right, that's the end of the podcast. No, it's definitely a lot going yeah, on. There's a lot. So th- let's start with last night, Tuesday night's games, uh, Toledo and Northern Illinois. Um, if you didn't see it, it was a crazy one. Northern Illinois pulls out the win at the end, beating the ranked Toledo team. Wow. Barn burner. I could not believe what I saw in Toledo last night. Uh, Philip Ely threw a costly interception at the end of the game, and mm. NIU, with its third-string quarterback, was able to come back and get a huge win on the road. The Huskies have now won four straight. Yeah, that was after they haven't lost since playing CMU, right? That's exactly right, and it was a really ugly, gritty loss for NIU. They turned the ball over three times in the third quarter against CMU in Mount Pleasant on a rainy, cold, windy, terrible homecoming celebration mm. day um, in Mount Pleasant, and since then they've been really good. So I was texting you a little bit during the game, and you weren't—you were kind of—I would consider you an NIU hater. Okay, thank w- you. Would you go that far? I don't know if I think I hate NIU, but I definitely would say that I'm not convinced that they're as good as maybe these. This win streak says they are. They've beaten some pretty crappy teams, and frankly, the rest of their schedule is pretty tough. Yeah. So, did they impress you at all last night? Did they do better than you thought? I think Toledo really gave that game away. Uh, to be yeah. honest with you, I mean, they were crappy on special teams. There was one punt that only went nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, they really just stopped playing defense after the middle of the third quarter, and they had a costly penalty. Whether it was justified or not, um, it ended up costing them a game and a touchdown that was was to bring, I think, them within three or four points. So mm-hmm. it just um, it, it felt more like Toledo gave that game away than it did NIU took it from them. Yeah, you look at that fourth quarter, NIU outscores Toledo thirteen to three. Um, it's, they had that last drive. There was that penalty that was called on, that wasn't called. Right. Uh, the, the wide receiver pushed off on third and ten, oh, yeah. got the catch, and it was it was a big play. It ended up being key. And then also they they kicked the field goal. Um, and, and you did at one point, and that also served to be huge. A penalty gave them the ball back, and instead they scored a touchdown. And that that's pretty much the difference in this game. It was again back and forth, and I missed a little bit of the end of the first half, but what it sounds like is that Toledo didn't really run the ball as effectively as they they know they can, and other teams have feared they can this season. So after what happened yesterday, on Tuesday, what does that mean for CMU going to next week? Is, is Toledo more of a beatable team, or are they going to be pretty scary coming to Mount Pleasant, just losing their undefeated streak last week? There's uh, You can look at both sides to this, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I like to err on the side of they're vulnerable, they're weak, they're shell-shocked, they'll probably fall out of the top 25, um, and they're no longer undefeated. Um, Things have become, oddly enough, very dire for Toledo, which, you know, has really been ahead of the pack all year long, went undefeated through their non-conference schedule. Um, And every team is supposed to lose a game every year. I mean, obviously there are teams in the Power 5 conferences and other places that go undefeated. Um, But this loss to... NIU, which frankly, of all the games that Toledo has left, it was, wasn't exactly the hardest one. I mean, they still got to play Bowling Green and Western, who Western, by the way, is 4 0 now, and they have to play on Thursday. But man, they are really in the driver's seat. They control their own destiny. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see exactly how Toledo responds. Um, a road game against a Mount Pleasant team, a CMU <laughs> team in Mount Pleasant, um, they've. Toledo has played well all season long, and I don't think they'll by any means be down. 
but they uh, they could lose that game. It's crazy looking at this these Mac West standings. Western Michigan currently four and zero, and then Toledo, NIU, and Central are combined are all four and one. So combined, those top four teams of the Mac West are sixteen and three in the conference. Which is just crazy. Western controls their own destiny. If they win their final four, they're the Mac West champs. But they got a pretty tough road to go through, wouldn't you say? They have to go through Bowling Green, Toledo, and NIU before after taking care of business against Ball State, likely here. It, basically, what CMU needs is to win the rest of their games, duh, yep. and then also have Western lose two. If that happens, CMU will be in the MAC championship. Which is crazy. Which is insane to think about, just based on the how close they came to beating Western and Kalamazoo for the first conference game of the year. Please, let's remember that CMU was 1-4 and four at one point this season. And yeah, they had a tough non-conference schedule, and you know Western is probably one of the best teams in the MAC this year. 1-3. Um, 1-3. Yep. But they always kept their spirits alive, and that's that's kind of been the theme behind this team all year long. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I think the key right now is what Bonamigo said on Saturday after the Akron win, is that this CMU team is in it, and they are still relevant, and it is November. And that is something that uh, a lot of Dan Eno's teams couldn't say, especially just because of one little loss to a, a team that you're supposed to beat will really take you out of this race. Yeah, and that's, I think, where... Toledo is at now. They're in danger of falling out of the race if they lose to CMU. Yes, it could still happen. They could, you know, have a couple other teams lose Toledo. It doesn't completely mathematically end their chances, Mm -hmm. but it does make it a lot harder. It kind of puts them in a similar situation that CMU is into, which would be on the other side of that. Really having put their hardest games behind them, all they got to beat is Kent and Eastern in the last two weeks of the year, and it's likely again. Western is definitely losing one of those games they might even lose to. You have to hope if you're a CMU fan. If Toledo wins that game yesterday on Tuesday night, that really changes the whole landscape of things because they're instead they're that number one team. Uh, also, Western that really makes that matchup later in the year big. But also, I think with them losing yesterday, the two teams coming to Mount Pleasant next week, and they're fighting for one spot essentially. They're fighting for a chance to keep going and have a chance at winning this MAC West title. And the winner still alive. The loser is almost nearly. They're pretty much done. Right, and and that's the thing. It's kind of like fighting for that second place spot again, assuming that. Oh, Western takes care of business against Ball State. If Western loses to Ball State, then things get crazy. Oh, then and just throw in the towel. I don't even know right. what's going to happen. There. Then what it what it means potentially is that um, Western will be jumped by the winner of CMU Toledo, mm-hmm. and then Western's going to have to lose to either Toledo or NIU again this year. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's the craziest scenario. Ball State of all teams <laughs> could really throw a monkey wrench. And then they works. could be in the race too. Ball State, they'd be three so. and three you, in the MAC. It'd be a, well, just then. Who knows? Eastern Michigan, they're zero and five, but they could win their next three. Who knows? They could. I severely doubt that. That would mean so. beating CMU. Yeah, that's true. That's that could be a big game to end the year. The CMU's hosting the day after Thanksgiving, be Black Friday, right. and Eastern Michigan's coming to town, and they could have something to play for that come come November, whatever. They could, and and that's the exciting part about it is that it starts right now for CMU. So this is midweek action. Are, are you sold on it? Yeah, I am. I am. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Some people like to make fun of it, and, and it's easy to say, oh, Maction, what is that? But like, just look at what happened last night and how that really just throws a monkey wrench into the whole Mac West race. And Bowling Green's just kind of waiting. They play tonight, uh, Wednesday night, against Ohio. And I'm pretty sure if Bowling Green beats OU tonight, they're going to clinch the Mac East. Well, because, yes, they're, they're up two on Ohio right now. Buffalo, they're up two on, but they beat Buffalo, right? So They, they beat the Buffalo, and they this would own the tiebreaker over Ohio. Yeah. So if that, again, I'm pretty confident if Bowling Green wins this game, that's it. Bowling Green gets How crazy is that? Bowling Green could clinch it. As soon as this week in the West, with three weeks four to go. teams yeah. that are still in it. 
which is just madness. Then you got those Thursday games. Buffalo and Kent State's really not a, a big one, but Ball State Western. It's in Kalamazoo, but, I mean, if, if Ball State can pull the upset, it's just uh, a huge one for the Chiefs. If you're a CMU or a Husky or a Rockets fan, you've got to be rooting for Ball State in that game. Yeah, anybody but Western, basically. Yep. What are the odds? I mean, they're 14.5-point favorites. I mean, they, they had a little bit of struggles early against Eastern. But Slim to none. I yeah. think Western wins that game. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Um, but we talked about how Western has to have two losses. Is that right? That's correct. Because they have the tiebreaker over CMU. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like we said, they have a real tough schedule. Toledo's and NIU's really isn't any easier. They pretty much are all facing each other, which is good news for the Chippewas. They just have to face Toledo still because they've already played Western. They have to beat lost. Toledo. They have to. And that's that's really the the thing that happens. If so, if they win that game, they're they're right in the thick of things. If they lose that game, what does that mean for the rest of the season for CMU? It means that they're playing for a bowl game at mm-hmm. that point virtually, unless you get unless something crazy happens. But again, I really don't think that mathematically it could work out either because what you would need if you lose to Toledo is for Toledo to lose to and Western to lose to, and there are only two games left. And they play, and each, they other. play each other. So <laughs> yeah. somebody's going to get a win there. So again, if CMU mm-hmm. loses to Toledo on Tuesday, I believe mathematically they cannot win the match. As long as West. Western takes care of business on Thursday this week. And if that doesn't happen, then then, then all of this is out the window. It's changing on a daily basis. Yeah, so let's look at this matchup a little bit between <coughs> CMU and Toledo. I think um, as of like 24 hours ago, we would have said, okay, Toledo's the heavy favorite. They're going to be coming in. It'd be the best team that CMU's ever beaten at home. They're a ranked team. CMU hasn't beaten a ranked team in all this time. And now they, they lose to Northern Illinois. And w- what do you think of Toledo at this point? It's it's tough. You know, they've definitely got some playmakers on offense. That, that loss last night does not change that fact. And they're still a very dangerous team. Yeah. But they did show some signs of being human, frankly. I mean, they turned the ball over. They committed some dumb penalties. They, they acted very un-Toledo-like. And that, to me, if I'm a CMU fan, is a reason for optimism. Because you know that on the road against a scrappy team like CMU that has won a lot of games this year based on defense alone, um, you got at least a shot to compete in that game, and maybe you'll even win it. Yeah, there's been a lot of weird streaks in the MAC. I don't know if you've been following too much, but CMU's been beating Northern Illinois a lot, and that's weird because Northern Illinois doesn't lose to anybody. And also, Toledo has been losing to Northern Illinois pretty consistently, and that happened again last night. Right. Um, CMU finally trounced the, the winning streak Ball State had over them five in a row, but Toledo comes in with five wins in a row over CMU as well. Does that play any factor into these players' minds? Like, shoot, we've never beaten them. They have good matchups against us. I don't know. Maybe. I think a lot of it comes down to individual matchup on any given year. So for it works more in CMU's favor because they've already snapped one streak, but I think Ball State is, is way crappier than UT is. Okay. we we got some time still to really dive into the matchup, but talk about Toledo. Who are their playmakers that um, could make a difference for them come next Tuesday night? Yeah, it's uh, – it's definitely on offense. Uh, their quarterback, Philip Ely, can, is just a very accurate passer. He's got great weapons to throw to. Alonzo Frazier and uh, some some of their wide receivers are just are just quick and they're fast and they're they're one of the, they are the strength of that team. And on defense, they lost a starting linebacker uh, to season-ending injury, but they have maintained their attack throughout the year, and that is what sets them apart in the MAC West. Yeah, I mean, they've even beaten Arkansas. Granted, it's Dan Enos and Toledo always beats. Danino's yeah. teams, but they that was a ranked Arkansas team that that they topped. So they're they're really not a not a bad team, I don't think, by any no, any stretch no. of the imagination. Um, yeah, definitely some good games the rest of this week. Next week, there's good ones: Western Michigan and Bowling Green. Everyone will be wearing the orange for for that one. Yep. Um, so that'll be a good one. Um, so last week we talked about your Mac West rankings. Um, who you thought 
um, was the best, or even just the MAC rankings. But now tell me, I'm, I'm curious, Dom, how, what do you think is the predicted order of finish for MAC West teams? Well, um, truly, I think it'll go Western, CMU, Toledo, NIU. So that means you have CMU beaten Toledo? I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, I think even in second place, obviously, they don't play for second place. No one does. But um, to to say that you finished second in your first season for head coach John Bonamigo, in his first season, um, that's got to be pretty encouraging, right? It is, and it was not the goal at the end of the year. I mean, they say mm. the goal every year is to win the MAC championship, but this was going to be a rebuilding year. He knew it, and he executed very well. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about Mac-wise? There's, no, there's lots of action going on. We still got almost a full week until CMU's game. They've had some time to rest. Have you had some time to rest, Tom? Uh, not really, no. Uh, you got some basketball going on. Yes. Big game. Uh, well, not a big game, but the first game, CMU men's basketball <laughs> oh, this weekend. Uh, huge. Against Gigantic. Ferris State of all teams. It'll yeah. be an exhibition one, but it'll be fun to watch. We just came back from, from men's basketball media day, and it was, it was a good time. I think the players are, are ignoring the hype, but they're, they know there's something going on. Oh, it'll be a lot of fun at McGurk Arena. For sure. Let's look around the college football landscape this week. We finally got some good games coming. Not that there haven't been good ones, but these you know are going to be good. Yep. You got Florida State and Clemson. What do you think about Clemson being number one hey, overall? Hey, Dabo Sweeney can dance, and the college football playoff committee likes it. Yeah, I mean, it's been Ohio State all year from the AP and Coaches Bowl. But all of a sudden, they're getting credit. I mean, they've beaten Notre Dame. They've they crushed Miami. Um, but that's really about all they've had on their schedule um, they'll play Syracuse and whatnot, but I think this is their biggest one, Florida State, so that'll be a good one. Um, is that Saturday, I think? Yeah. Okay. Um, we also have some some other good games going on in, in college football. Let's see, we have uh, Arkansas and Ole Miss, some Dan Enos action. Uh, TCU and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State had a wild one, I understand, last week. Yeah, and they won. Yeah, it was like 70 to 55. I don't know what happened, but they're 8 0. TCU's 8 0. That's pretty much a a battle for the Big 12 right there because they still don't have a championship. If Oklahoma State wins that game, that'd be crazy. And they're hosting it too, although TCU is five and a half point favorites. So we'll see about that. Uh, Michigan and Rutgers, uh, Michigan State, Nebraska. Which one do you think uh, two of those Michigan teams is more likely to go down this weekend? Uh, Probably Michigan State and Nebraska. Okay. Yeah, they're on the road at Nebraska. Uh, Only favored by six. Michigan's favored by 25, but. State had a hard time with Rutgers. It was a three-point game, so yeah. that'll be interesting as well. Uh, let's see, Minnesota and Ohio State, some news out of the uh, Buckeye camp last week, huh? That's right. Their quarterback got pulled over for OWI. What a jerk. Yes, well, that's not a good thing for them. You think they're still going to be all right against Minnesota? Probably. Yeah, I think so, too. They're 23-point favorites. I don't know if I'd go that much. And then I think it's pretty undisputed, the game of the week. This Saturday night at 8 p.m. on CBS in a rainy Tuscaloosa, Alabama, LSU, number two, traveling to Alabama, number four. It's going to be insane. Oh, two, two versus four, that's pretty That's pretty special. That's about as good as it gets. Alabama's actually six and a half point favorites. Who do you have in that one? I'm going to go roll damn tide. All right, roll tide. And evidently, Leonard Fournette hasn't got enough. Uh, no. No, no. All right. He's, he's best runner? I, I don't care. No? Nope. All right, all right. So there's some good college football this weekend. Yep. Even though CMU doesn't play, you can... You can take some time to watch some other college football. We're all right with that. Yep. Um, but next Tuesday night, you think there's going to be full at, at Kelly Shorts, or do you think it's going to be uh, too rainy? 25,000. 25,000. 25,000. All right. I think there'll be lots of fans, maybe even some uh, some alumni that'll be out there. It's a big game. There's going to be a, a Derek Nash um, fundraiser before the game, I think, at uh, O'Kelly's, so that'll be a good one, too. Um, it'll, it'll be an interesting event. Hopefully it won't be raining. Too bad it wasn't too, this Tuesday night because it was, right. it's been nice and Mount Pleasant, but... um. 
I think fans are going to come out, especially it'll be on ESPN2 most likely or ESPNU. So be on national television. Students have a chance to put up those big signs and say, hi, Mom, send me money or, or whatever they Fire do. Fire up chips. Fire up chips. So that'll be a good one. Um, stay tuned. It's going to be a great week in college football. We're getting into ma- some action, so it's time to get excited. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. we got basketball and football going on. So. It's great time to be alive for a CMU sports fan. That's all from the CMU Life Podcast Room. Woo. Be sure to turn in, tune in next Tuesday. We have all kinds of stuff. We'll be using this Periscope deal. We'll be doing Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, well, let's get out of here before uh, Dom, Dom says something stupid. So that's all for Gridiron, guys. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, tune in next week.